Are you hydrated? I'm super hydrated. Always got to drink water. That's what I always tell people. I always say, stay hydrated or stay dehydrated. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to get that tattooed on my lower back. Smart. So uh, my home renovation, can we talk about that for a second? You watch a lot of HGTV. I do indeed. I fancy myself an expert. Yeah, I'm two weeks into it and I hate it. Had enough. I feel like I'm living in a Dexter kill room. There's plastic hanging all over the main floor of my house. There's one tiny room where you can watch TV, but anytime the front door opens, you just hear plastic flapping in the wind. I'm suffering from decision fatigue. It's uh, not quite like they show it on TV. On TV, this type of renovation's wrapped up in a tight 30 minutes. Yeah, yeah. Like you can, you can turn an entire house inside out in under an hour on TV. But two weeks and it feels like they haven't done a thing yet. And I'm tired of having to... I would pay somebody to just come make decisions for me. Like by the time I leave here and then I go home and it's like, well... How far apart do you want the outlets? Do you want white or off-white? How close to the ceiling do you want your TV? Uh, do you want the doors to swing in or swing out? I don't, I don't know. Make some decisions for me. Just do it. You're the expert. Ooh. Make it happen. Yeah. How much longer do you have? Hey, and so we hired this designer, like an interior designer, to pick Ooh. paint colors and that kind of stuff. And you know what she came back to us with, Bryce? What's that? The exact colors that my house is already. You know the colors you called garish? That's what she came back with. And even if that's what the current colors... My, my house has been those colors for 10 years. I need a change. So I will not be listening to her advice. No kidding. May as well just fire her. Yeah. Anyway, would you go with white cabinetry? It's clean. It's a nice clean look. See, that's the part that really sucks is we're spending all this money renovating our house. We currently have a white kitchen, but we're going to be replacing it with a new white kitchen because design, it's cyclical. Like the colors just keep coming back over and over and over again. White seems to be come back more often than the other colors. It's timeless. So, But then my wife, my beautiful, beautiful bride, she's like, we're going to spend all this money. Nobody's even going to notice we got a new kitchen. I think they'll notice. I think they'll notice. Sounds like you're having a good time. Yeah, what do you call it? Divorce dust? Divorce dust. Oh. You're starting to see the truth behind that? Well, there's some tension in my home <laughs> when I get home. There's some tension. A lawn chair is a good town chair, but you're aware of that. It falls down to half the size so you can lay it flat. I can watch the world go by and live without a care. I've never had a bad time in my old lawn chair. Wow, hopefully that wasn't too much of a depressing conversation at the start of what is probably, you know, the last two or three episodes of Lawn Chair Profits. That sounds like doom and gloom, but in actual fact, it's just the name changing. Yeah, yeah, you won't have to adjust your settings. Like, you won't have to resubscribe or anything. You'll be good. No, if you're already subscribed, life stays the same. Yeah. Uh, otherwise, instead of calling it Lawn Chair Profits, it's just going to be the Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly. That's it. And we're not going to use the word podcast. No, did they ax that? Oh, I don't know. Actually, have don't you think it's weird that we don't go to those meetings? I we have a, alarmingly little say yeah. in what happens with this podcast. It's like, guys, just go in that room and just talk for thirty-four minutes. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be called something along Garner Andrews Show with Bryce Kelly. That change is expected to happen in the next few weeks at some point. Yeah. Everything else will stay the same. It's just the name that's changing. That's it. It's the 
uh, garish paint being painted over with a timeless gray. Do you really think my house is garish? <laughs> I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Uh, how about, is this where we do recommendations? Why not? So do, who's going first this week? I'll go first. Okay, what do you got? So everyone knows my love for Tom Morello. Mm-hmm. Guitar player most famous for being in Rage Against the Machine, also in Audio Slave. Very unique style. You can always tell when Tom Morello's on a song. He doesn't hold back. And he also has a blossoming solo career where he makes albums, but gets a lot of artists to feature on his songs. And he's got a new record coming out here pretty quick and recently released a song with Fantagram. Oh. It's called Driving to Texas. It is a very cool, very eerie, very brooding song. Are you going to give us a taste? Why not? Okay. So that's Tom Morello. That's not his Night Watchman no, project? That, no, it's, uh, yeah, just Tom Morello featuring Fantagram. The song is called Driving to Texas, and I think it's the bee's knees. Okay. I mean, it's not as cool as the new Limp Biscuit song, Dad Vibes. <laughs> Can't live with him. Is that really what it's called, Dad Vibes? It is. I saw the headline, but I thought maybe that was just the reviewer saying that the song had Dad Vibes. No, it doesn't. Do- that does not oh. have Dad Vibes, but it is called Dad Vibes. Okay, I got to listen to that just for funsies. It's only two minutes. It slaps pretty hard. Hey, my recommendation to Tom Morello could probably make use of this thing that I'm going to recommend. Oh, yeah. I've never used this thing, but I, you sent me the link for it. And I, I collect guitars, I collect guitar pedals, like distortion pedals, reverbs, chorus, flangers. Oh, uh, yeah, all those things. Envelopes. The, but this one you sent me, it's called the fart pedal. And it does exactly what the name says. You play your guitar, and then you push the little button, and your guitar just makes fart noises. Do we have an example? <laughs> Why, yes, we do. So imagine this. You pick up your, uh, I don't know what your favorite guitar is. Maybe it's a 1959 Les Paul. And you start playing the riff for Stairway to Heaven. And click. <laughs> fart sounds. I don't know when or why that would ever be used. I don't think you're going to see Slash play Guns N' Roses show and break out the fart pedal in the middle of a song. But how funny would that be if you were his guitar tech and you secretly replaced his, I don't know, his flanger with the fart pedal. He stomps on it and then you got that iconic riff from Sweet Child of Mine just played in fart noises. (laughs) (laughs) The world is falling apart at the seams. I like that somewhere someone is developing the fart pedal, and executed it perfectly. It- this is probably somebody who went to, like, MIT, and uh, his parents are at a fondue in the suburbs, and they're like, uh, somebody says, oh, so what's Kevin doing these days? Well, he's invented a new guitar pedal. It makes fart noises. Do you think his parents are proud of him? 
I don't think they were until they realized that you can switch between wet and dry. Yes, there is. See, that's a real <laughs> switch on a guitar pedal. Like a, a reverb pedal will have a wet and dry switch, like how much ambience you want mm-hmm. on your reverb. So they put the wet, dry button on there. Guitarists will think that's hilarious. Do you want a wet fart or a dry fart? Oh. Oh. Do you want something that sounds like too much popcorn or too many chimichangas? (laughs) One day I'm not going to laugh at these types of things. Yeah. But that day is not coming anytime soon. Uh, That's my recommendation. And it's a weird thing to recommend. I've never owned it. It might be a ginormous piece of junk, but it lifted my spirits. If you do use it in the presence of company, you have to do it like the guy in the video we saw. Oh, yeah, where where he's he's, rocking out. He's playing really hard his traditional guitar sound, then switches over to the fart pedal, but still keeps maintaining the same level of rockitude. Yeah, eyes closed, head tilted back. Yeah, just playing these fart sounds. Like he's playing a soaring guitar solo. And just gently press that without people knowing what's going to happen next. Did we just talk about the fart pedal for five minutes? I feel like we could talk about it for five more. Hey, fart pedal people, send us some for free, please. Thank you. Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly are the Lawn Chair Profits. Two guys just watching the world go by. Do I need to remember how we got onto the topic of wrong place, wrong time, wrong shoes? For the life of me, I have no idea how we stumbled onto this. But holy crap, everybody's got a story. Oh, I know. We were talking about, like going outside of a mall and you think it's your car, your car, your key somehow lets you in. And then you're sitting there and you realize you're in somebody else's car, but it looks identical to your car. I I thought like, I thought this happened to next to nobody because this has never happened to me. Holy crap. Uh, But it turns out I might be the only person alive who's never gotten in the wrong car before. The stories were just coming fast and furious, and it wasn't all just car stories. It was people letting themselves into the wrong apartment, people going into the wrong hotel room. Uh, This one says, picture it. I'm just getting off work at Blockbuster, and I jump into the passenger seat of our car. As I'm fiddling around with my stuff in my lap, I'm telling my boyfriend about my day. I talk for a solid minute before looking up at a stranger. He had a similar car, and my boyfriend was parked right next to it, laughing his ass off. Who lets someone get in their car... And talk for a minute. Talk for a full 60 seconds, which when you're talking is a lot longer than you think. Yeah. And not say, ooh, I think you're in the wrong place. (laughs) Oh, this one. Uh, I wonder how things are with this person and his or her parents, but I came back from the Gulf War to my parents' house, only they had moved and didn't tell me. (laughs) (laughs) The new owner was surprised, but she informed me that my parents had moved. That's about the worst welcome home from war story ever. Like in movies and TV shows, there's yellow ribbons on trees and... You know, there's a parade and everything. Not your parents moving without telling you. That's outstanding. And, and like for the owner of the house, you know, it probably wouldn't be that weird for distant friends to be, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't. This is their child. Oh, yeah. Uh, someone's child walked up. Like, what? They moved? My parents don't live here anymore. Are my things still in my room? No. My ball glove and my baseball pennant above my bed? My single bed? 
Well, that'll humble you, humble you real fast. Yeah. Realizing your parents don't care enough to tell you that they moved. I just, I hope this person can laugh about this now, or at least use it to their advent, ad, advantage when they're trying to get some money out of their parents. Like, uh, hey, remember that one time while I was at war and you moved without telling me? By the way, my car needs a new transmission. Like, <laughs> yeah. Use it for guilt purposes. <laughs> so mean how could they not tell i wonder if the person like maybe they came back from war by surprise you know sometimes you see those surprise videos and they were going to tell them when they got back oh yeah you know maybe or maybe they just plain hate that person they hate their child uh how are we not all in jail or on a list down at the police station because um a couple of mistaken identity stories here this person says we went to see the lighting of the Christmas tree downtown. My daughter was about four years old and wandered off a bit. I went up to a kid wearing the same winter coat. Oops, it wasn't her. The look from that kid's mom was terrifying. That's what you get when you buy your winter gear from Costco, Dana. That's the thing about Costco. You wouldn't know this, Bryce, because you haven't been blessed with the gift of children. But when they're young, everybody goes to Costco probably in August when they start selling snowsuits and everybody, everybody buys the exact same snowsuit. 70% of the kids on a playground will be wearing the identical Costco snowsuit. So I understand this one completely. That's a tough one to explain. You want to be like, oh, no, my kid has the same suit. Then you're looking for your kid. They're nowhere around. Yeah. And they're like, whatever, creep. Yeah. The mom is not buying it. Yeah. Uh, here's another one. We were at Commonwealth Swimming Pool. My son was about three and a half years old, wearing a snowsuit. I was grabbing him to stay in line until I realized I grabbed the wrong child. I didn't notice that they had similar snowsuits until the kid started trying to get away from me when I looked down and realized it wasn't my son. Ooh. At first, when that story started, I'm like, the kid is swimming in a snowsuit? Yeah, they were standing in line outside the pool. But, that makes uh, more sense. I don't know. Maybe... <laughs> Maybe the parents don't like that kid, and they're like, yeah, everybody's swimming in snowsuits now, Jaden. <laughs> Put these bricks in your pocket. Uh, this one is troubling for the guy in the theater and for the woman. It just says, I fell asleep watching Avengers Endgame in a theater. I used my husband's shoulder as a pillow and cuddled up to him. Woke up about 15 minutes later realized I wasn't cuddling my husband at all, just the stranger on the other side, and he let me lay it there. It was horrifying. Brittany. I texted her back, and I'm like, why didn't your husband say something? And she just said, I have no idea. He says he was really into the movie and didn't notice. I had to continue sitting in that seat for another 40 minutes after waking. It was mortifying. I'm still triggered by Marvel movies. It's the same scenario as that Blockbuster one where I don't think I would let some random sleep on my arm for 15 or 20 minutes without doing anything. I would be doing a lot of, (laughs) a lot of shaking. Yeah. I don't know. I do not like, I can't stand being anywhere near somebody who's embarrassed. So I wouldn't want to cause the embarrassment by going, hey, get off my shoulder. I'm not here with you. I wonder if the guy she fell asleep on was he there with a date who was looking over going, huh, I see where I stack up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that guy probably had some explaining to do himself. Yeah. Can we squeeze in a phone call here? Sure. 
Hello? I have I have a story to share. It's not my story, but a story to share about somebody in the wrong place at <laughs> okay. the wrong time. Yeah, go for it. So um, many years ago, I was involved in the skydiving with the skydiving community in Toronto, and um, the, a couple of my friends had gone to this big skydiving convention down in the U.S. And um, apparently, what happened was they had had a, a really good night drinking, and there were three of them, uh, three of my friends sharing a like a camper. And um, the one uh, guy got up in the middle of the night and thought he was going to the bathroom um, and proceeded to pee all over one of my other friends in the middle of the night. Um, So that was really popular. Um, Yeah. That's about the worst thing that can happen to you as a skydiver. Well, there's something else that's a little worse, I guess. Yeah, there's other worse things. But that it was was a story of uh, quite a few things. And the guy who got peed on was uh, teased mercilessly forever (laughs) and ever. <laughs> and that's uh, from that day forward. It's referred to as the golden parachute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the so, are you still skydiving? No, I stopped when I got pregnant with my daughter. Um, yeah. My girlfriend, though, who used to uh, go with me as well, uh, she's still she's still involved in the industry. She still jumps, and she became a master rigger. So she's responsible for you know making sure you don't die because she packs your reserve shoes. So wow. Okay. Yeah, so it's kind of neat that that ended up being her career path. Yeah, um, from just a, a few young, you know, young women that's just out to try something new and turned into a whole life for her. So it's kind of neat. What's considered like every now and again you'll hear somebody goes, "Oh, that guy, he's got over four hundred jumps." Like, what is an impressive number of jumps? Oh, four hundred is a little bit. Um, I don't know. I've met people and known people who have done like tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands. Um, oh yeah. Like it's for some people, like they actually make their living at it. Right. So, um, have you ever done it? I did it once a long time ago and that was good. Like, I'm glad I did it, but I, I never felt like I should go back and do it more and more and more. I'm glad I checked the box though. Okay. Uh, the golden parachute, Bryce, that might be some of my finest, finest work. Yeah. Um, have you ever jumped out of a plane? No, I have not. Yeah. I have not done that yet. I don't know if I want to. On one hand, it seems exhilarating. Uh, on the other hand, I just imagine falling, parachute doesn't open and I just plummet. And nobody cares. And I just disappear forever. Uh, there's an old Jack Handy joke about that jumping out. I think it would be funny if I went skydiving and if my parachute didn't open, I would pretend I was swimming because my friends on the ground would think that's really funny. <laughs> what a way to go out. Uh, yeah, the part about parachuting, too, is that have you ever met anybody who's gone skydiving who doesn't talk nonstop about skydiving? No, when the topic comes up, people, they're dying to talk about it. Yeah. Oh, when I was skydiving. And I'm quite proud of that because I did do it, but I don't know if I've ever, have I ever talked about that on the podcast or on the radio? I don't think I have. I, my glasses nearly fell off. That was one, and I couldn't afford new glasses at that time. I was just a broke radio announcer. I also live in fear of the landing. Oh, or it yeah. could be going all good. Because don't you, the first couple jumps, usually you're with like a tandem? The tandem land, I never went tandem. I jumped on my own. Like I, I was on my own the whole way down. And, uh, but the tandem thing, nope. That, there's no way to look cool 
tandem skydiving for you or the instructor. Especially when the landing is a little rough and mm-hmm. you both just hit the dirt. Ah, yeah. I can't I can't look that uncool. Ooh. I can't afford the to take the hit on my cool points. Uh, somebody said I went to the wrong office Christmas party. I thought ours was at the casino when it was actually being held at a golf course venue. My husband and I walked in, got a plate of appies. Then we scouted for people we knew. We found another couple we kind of knew and sat at their table. And then they said, hey, why are you guys here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just out crashing random Christmas parties. Wouldn't you notice right away, normally there are signs out front or the fact that zero coworkers are around? Well, I never go go to a party and go straight to the appies. (laughs) Like I'll go get a drink and then I'll wander around a bit, see who's there and what they're wearing. Oh my God, there's so many of these. I don't know where to go next. Make me all so uncomfortable. Hey, Garner and Bryce, a little different, but equally awkward. When I was at the movie with my girlfriend, I accidentally took a sip from the drink of the woman sitting next to me. (laughs) I immediately realized upon sipping that it was Sprite and not my usual Coke. The moment I realized I looked left, she was already staring at me. I rushed out to buy her a new one during a pivotal scene of the film. I held my drink in my hand for the rest of the movie, Julian. Whew, I bet you that's happened to lots of people. And, and they haven't even noticed they drank a stranger's drink. I live in fear of that. Yeah. I think about that all the time. Although you wouldn't know what that's like because you only go to VIP. That's true. Yeah. That's very true. <laughs> I also like to put my drink in the middle between me and the sweetie. Oh. Just in case. Yeah. So one, a stranger doesn't drink my drink. And two, we can both accidentally reach for it at the same time. Ooh, and you can turn that into a handhold? Ooh. Oh, that's hot romance. Uh, I mistakenly, oh my God, this one. I mistakenly put my hand on my dad's lower back thinking he was my husband. We were doing <laughs> renos and all the guys were wearing the standard dirty jeans, gross t-shirt, baseball cap, reno uniform. It was horrifying. What is it about touching your dad on the lower back? (laughs) Like you could touch him on the shoulder. You could, you know, pat his head or something and it would be fine. But there's just something about the rubbing of the lower back. That is uh, the silence that would follow. And the the dilemma in your head is do you continue, keep your hand there and pretend like you meant to do it or expose the horrific mistake and then never speak to your dad again? There's no other option. It's one of the two. We must have like 30, 40 more of these texts. We can't just read them all day. Do you want to hear one about crawling into bed with a random stranger? Of course I do. Okay. When my sister and I were younger, we used to go to church camp every year with our grandma. The accommodations were dorm-style buildings with a shared bathroom for each floor. One year when my sister was about 10, she got up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom. She ended up in someone else's dorm after using the bathroom and crawled into bed with them. The nice older woman did help her find her dorm that was shared with my grandma. She still does weird stuff in her sleep to this day. She's 31, Crystal. Here's a scenario. You have a child. You're at this camp. You wake up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, and you wake up to me escorting your 10-year-old out of my room. (laughs) (laughs) What? How's that going to go for me? You're going straight to jail. I'm getting the chair immediately. You, you, you're going to ride the lightning. <laughs> oh, 
Wow. <laughs> That's a tough one to explain. Okay, hang on a second. We got to grab this because he's been waiting forever. David? It's a crazy story. That is a like, nuts story. So this is your brother and his wife and their nephew. Yeah, they are a nephew. So what happened was we're all camping at Spring Lake. We, we all have this little circle and we have all our RV units parked there. And in the middle of the night, there was, must have been a party at the houses. That's about, uh, about half a click away. And this guy wanders into the, their uh, RV unit, and no one heard him. Like, even the dog didn't even bark. So he, he went and he ate half a loaf of bread. He was eating chocolate. Then he goes and he, he lays, he, he goes on the table and sleeps beside my nephew. So your That's nephew only... was on, like, the fold-down table bed. Exactly. And then, so... He, and he was eating chocolate and everything. He got chocolate all over the pillow. So then when this guy gets up and he's all groggy and don't, then they figure out this guy it doesn't belong here. Well, then my brother snapped. Eh? He's like, what the heck? But then we finally realized what happened. He must have been wasted on something. And he and snuck the, into the trailer in the middle of the night and crawled in bed with your nephew. How creepy. He, oh, it, it, was, it was crazy. My brother, my, uh, his dad, like he was in another unit, was just totally pissed off that this happened. So did the guy run off into the night? What happened? Well, no, in the morning he woke up and he was just all groggy. He, did, he, he was totally lost. He didn't know where he was. He was just out of it. So, so they ushered him out of the trailer with a swift kick. Basically, yeah. So then he, he went off and about 20 minutes later he returns with a newspaper and, um, and a box of pancake mix. And he's like, you know, just apologize for what happened. So he must have, he must have been on something bad yeah. and... Yeah, that is, some people will apologize with an edible arrangement or a bouquet of flowers or a bottle of wine, but he apologized with a newspaper and a bag of pancake mix. Correct, a box, yes. Some people, you know, like it's, like I said, you send them an edible arrangement to say I'm sorry, to apologize, but no, not in this case, it was a, a box of pancake mix. <laughs> that is the official apology now, box of pancake mix. Sometimes you wonder, you're like, how did the Zodiac Killer get his frame so bent? Yeah. And the Zodiac Killer, when he was 10... Went camping. Went camping and had some random stranger jump in bed. You have questions. The Lawn Chair Prophets have answers. Serial chat, it's where it's at. Hey, kids. We've talked about apples before. We've talked about boxes before. So now it's just logical that we now move on to cereal. Let's, uh, I like it when we three, two, one something and see if we're on the same page. We're never on the same page. Okay. Let's three, two, one our desert island cereal. This is the cereal. You're stranded. You're like Tom Hanks, just you and a bloody volleyball. You see a crate wash up on the shore. You peel that crate open. What is the cereal inside? You ready? Sure. Three, two, one. Captain Crunch with berries. Captain Crunch with berries. Oh, yeah. Just go with Fruit Loops. It's got fruit right in the name. <laughs> but you don't have the captain shredding the top of your mouth. Yeah. Well, some people will say that Fruit Loops will shred with the best of them. <laughs> so, yeah, Fruit Loops, that's my cereal. God. That's a fine cereal. That is a top tier cereal. Just the smell of it, too. Like, I could open a box of Fruit Loops, smell it, and then just put it back in the pantry because I've sworn myself off of. Uh, of, of cereal, and I know you just recently quit. I'm trying. Oh yeah, you. Uh, I mean, the you had a relapse, of, didn't you? I did. I relapsed this past week. I'm trying to quit cereal. It dominated my life for too long, and it turns out sugar cereals. I didn't know this. Uh, they're not good for you. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, that's why they're a part of this complete breakfast. 
Yeah, here I was thinking it was the entirety of a complete breakfast, yeah, but no, no. no. Here's the complete breakfast. Oh, here's the here. Basically, the box of Fruit Loops or the Captain Crunch are that weird uncle of yours that only comes around at Christmas time and he just makes your mom cry <laughs> and then he leaves again. That's what Fruit Loops are to the complete breakfast. Who knew that eating three bowls of Frosted Flakes would be bad for you? Yeah. Not me. Uh, let me grab this. Hi. Uh, chime in on your cereal stories here. Yeah, this is important. I'm with you 100% on the Fruit Loops. Oh, yeah. I go on these cereal benders. I don't eat a whole lot of sugar in my life at this point, but when I do, my go-to is Fruit Loops. So last night at about 10 o'clock, I went through the remainder of about three-quarters of a box. So now I'm going to 7-Eleven to replace it before my kids wake up. <laughs> yeah, you got to run a early morning mission. It happens twice a week right now. It's uh, It's been a rough few weeks here, so... Hey, let me what, ask you I this mean, question. Yeah. Let me ask you this question. Um, like when you're in the depths of self-loathing at the bottom of a shame spiral and you're getting near the bottom of that box of Fruit Loops, you know how the corner of the bag gets all filled up with the Fruit Loop sugar? Yep. Yeah. You dump that on the cereal as well, right? I usually just shoot it. I just, just tip the bag back and I just hope. Just oh. like the bottom of a hickory stick thing. It's just, if I could snort it, I would. Good. Well, if, you probably could, but I don't know how good it would be for you. So Yeah, because I was dumping that onto the top of my cereal one day, and I got the, oh, gross, you're not eating it. Yes, I am eating that. It actually it makes the milk a little bit pastier, like almost thickens it like a gravy. Yeah. Like When you're buying gravy? a box of Fruit Loops at a convenience store, how much is that? Seven bucks for a small box. How much would a big box be at the grocery store? About seven bucks for a big box. He brings up, man, I got a Garnco idea right here. Breakfast cereal gravy. So, Ooh. like it's a powder, I don't know. You, yeah, it's like uh, you soak the milk in a certain type of cereal. Yeah. Then drain the milk from the cereal, sell that milk, yeah. market it as gravy. Cereal gravy, like you could have Fruit Loops gravy, you could have Cap'n Crunch gravy. You make it extra thick with more dust in it. Did we just come up with a million dollar idea? Oof. Uh, holy crap, everybody's got an opinion. I don't like it when people, oh, Fruit Loops, that's gross. No, it's not. No, it's a delightful cereal snack treat. Yeah, and then it's always the people who, Fruit Loops are gross. I only eat all bran. <laughs> I only eat porridge. <laughs> Nobody likes porridge. Uh, you know, the cereal aisles in the U.S. are vast. Three football fields long. Don't even get me started. Well, I, I often make trips to the United States, and then we'll make a pit stop at a grocery store just to stock up on the cereals they sell there that we don't get here. I don't know what happened that made us... This nation is falling apart at the that seams. That must be weird. Like, if you're listening in the U.S., for some reason, you've discovered our podcast. Your cereal aisles in your grocery stores are insane. The selection? We have maybe a third of that, would it be? For the longest time, we only had original Captain Crunch. Oh, they yeah. They just brought back Captain Crunch with berries. In the U.S., there's like six kinds of Captain Crunch. Yeah. You can't get enough of the Captain down there. What about Fruity Pebbles? Do they still have Fruity Pebbles? I think they have Fruity Pebbles. They have that cereal that's just cookies. Do they have Count Chocula? I think they do. 
Do they have that Reese's peanut butter cup cereal? I bet you. Or do we do. have that here? They also have Twix. Remember, or not, there's a Twix cereal. Not Twix. Tricks. Tricks. Okay. Hey, rabbit tricks are for kids. Yeah, yeah. That one. <laughs> yeah. That you, one. We could never get that in Canada. The only reason I know that is that Saturday morning cartoons when I was a kid, you'd see that rabbit running around all out of his mind in the tricks commercials, and I'd be like, oh, man, I wish one day we'll get it here. They must think I'm the biggest rube when I cross the border and I'm in Washington State or Montana and I rush to a grocery store, and I just stand there with my jaw on the floor doing that move where I'm just spinning in circles, yeah. overwhelmed by the selection. You're like Crocodile Dundee showing up in Manhattan for the very first time and just getting your mind blown. Running between the cereal aisle and the pop aisle. I just thought of another cereal, too, and I don't know that anybody brought it up, but it just crossed my mind. Honeycomb. God, I loved Honeycomb. Honeycomb is a solid cereal. Sure is. Corn Pops is a good one. Oh, yeah, but we learned, though, that there's very there's different kinds of corn. The U.S. corn pops is not the same as the Canadian corn pops. It's so confusing. Uh, hang on a second. What's your favorite cereal? It's uh, a trivecta mix of cranberry almond crunch, Quaker harvest crunch, and fiber one. That one should be marketed. I hereby turn over my marketing rights to you because I know Garnco will probably hop right on that. You're like Walter White standing in a lab mixing cereals together and creating. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was it was all it was all a, a result of being up for days on end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I know? used to be a cereal mixer, too. Like, I would combine three, sometimes four different types of cereal in one bowl, and then I would go back to the pantry and do it again. So I'd be like two bowls deep every day at lunchtime. That's a terrible habit. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, you got you got to change it up. You can't just be having the same stuff all. I'm the time. a bit of a purist. I don't like mixing my cereals. Oh, really? Sometimes I go as many as four or five, Bryce. I can't do it. I can't handle it. It ruins it for me. I want one solid cereal per bowl. Yeah, I like combining cereals in a bowl, but. I would never buy myself like a variety of pack of beer. What like I, I don't like variety in my package of beer, but in my cereal bowl, I love variety. Nope, I just want one. Hmm. Oh, it's so hard. Just even talking about this makes me want to relapse. Uh, anytime my bro goes to Montana to check his American P.O. box, he has to stop at Target and get me some cookie crisp cereal. Oh, that's the one. That's the one you were trying to remember. Yeah. Right? Wow. Is that a power move when you keep a post office box in America? What would you need that for? Well, so that you can have ship things shipped to that box and not pay duty? Oh. I don't know. I feel like a, a certain I feel point. like there'd be questions at the border. What are you doing? Going to check my mail. Yeah? <laughs> what are you expecting? Seems like a lot of driving just for mail. Yeah. I don't even like going to the end of my block to the mailbox. Jana says her Desert Island cereal would be honey bunches of oats. What is that? What? That's a grandpa cereal. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> hey, Jana Bryce said that. That wasn't me. Shout out to Jana. I know she listens to this podcast all the time. <laughs> when you ask your grandpa his favorite cereal, he'll say honey bunches of oats. Yeah. Corn pops suck. End of story. It's outrageous. Yeah, it is. How, how does it feel to be on the wrong side of history? Uh, the old Fruity Pebbles from the 80s, they were kind of little flakes like Special K, yes. but with flavor. I don't think they make those anymore, but I think about them from time to time. Todd. Me- 
Imagine the dairy gravy you could make with that. Oh, dairy gravy. That's what we're calling it. Pour that into your coffee in the morning. A little Because everybody wants thick milk. <laughs> but when you pour it out of a container, it just goes glug, glug. You can't tell if it's good or if it's three weeks past. Oh, that's what happened to me. That was one of the things that actually ruined cereal for me. It was recently. Oh. I poured a bowl of cereal, put in the milk, sat down, took a big bite. And it turned out my milk had expired a few days earlier and was completely disgusting. Really? And that was enough to turn you off of cereal? Yeah. To get you off? You know, I was pretty loosey-goosey with my That my was quitting. your rock bottom. <laughs> That's what that was. That was me waking up in the gutter. Yeah. That's what that was. Okay, um, prizes in cereal boxes, though. That was another thing we talked about. I remember getting toys in the bottom of a cereal box. Uh, when we had that kind of cereal, we didn't get that very often because it usually came in the Fruit Loops, the Honeycombs, the Cap'n Crunch. But my mom hated it because it would just cause a huge fight between me and my brothers and my sister. But every now and again, we would get a box of cereal with a prize in the bottom. And I was like, uh, mom, don't just throw that prize out. Mrs. Weatherall, who is my grade six teacher, she keeps them in her desk drawer. And then the kid who does the best on the spelling test gets to come pick a prize from the drawer. So she'd really appreciate it. And she'd, oh, that's very nice, Garney. And she would give it to me and I would take it to school. But here's the twist. I never gave it to Mrs. Weatherall. I would play with that toy. That is devious. It is. It's conniving. But also, there's holes. I would live in constant fear yeah. that uh, on the night of a parent-teacher conference, your mom sits down and said, so, you're welcome for all the prizes I've given you for yeah, your spelling Yeah, the cereal box test. toys. And she would just be like, what? Mrs. Weatherall's like, no? what? what do you speak of? He's huh? never given me anything. Miss Weatherall would throw you under the bus in a heartbeat. I think she would. She was a great teacher, but she would I, sell you out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sometimes you had to cut the top off the box and mail it in, and you'd get some sort of pro. Maybe you'd get a, a like a spoon. I never mailed in anything. No, no. And I just remember all the prizes in cereal boxes for me were super lame. It would be like one of those plastic spoons that changes color when it goes into cold milk. That made your cereal taste just a little funny. Yeah. Uh, let me grab this. Hi. Yeah, I was uh, looking to call in when you guys were talking about uh, old mail orders. I had one that might be a little story you might want to hear. Oh, okay. Was this like from a box of cereal? Uh, close. Actually, action figure toys when I was a kid in the 80s. Uh, well, they, they had this offer for uh, on these uh, old uh, DC superheroes. Um, you like mail in like 10 proof of purchases and like a couple bucks and they'll send you out this figure. So what awesome figure do you think you could possibly get from the DC universe? You get Clark Kent. <laughs> Not even the Superman. You got a doll in a business suit with glasses. That is exactly it. So while everyone's playing with their absolute favorite Superman and Batman, you are the lucky kid on the block that has a suit and tie nerd and uh, does basically nothing. Yeah, looks like he's going to a tax audit or a job interview. Honestly, he looks like an accountant so bad. And uh, the, the funny thing is, so I remember eventually clearing out toys. It kind of grew up through, like, garage sales and stuff. And I, I kept a couple for nostalgic reasons in a box, you know. And uh, one day I, I priced some out just out of curiosity. All the stuff I kept was all cheap. That Clark Kent, because it was a rare mail order, is worth over 100 bucks now. Oh. I know. Wow. <laughs> okay, who would have thunk? Yeah, that's what I thought. But yeah, could have had a Clark Kent. The Clark Kent doll. The whole concept of Clark Kent 
I feel like if I was in a Superman comic or in a Superman movie, he would walk in dressed as Clark Kent and I'd be able to go, that's Superman. <laughs> He's just wearing glasses and a different outfit. A lot of people are saying that the Clark Kent would be a big collectible now. Yeah, well, he said, yeah, 100 bucks. I don't know. like, But you're seven years old. All your friends have Spider-Man and Batman, and you show up with a guy who looks like he's trying to get a bank loan. Yeah. And failing. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Lawn Chair Profits Podcast with Garner Andrews and Bryce Kelly. Hear more weekday mornings on Sonic 1029 Edmonton. On your radio, on the Radio Player Canada app, and on your smart speaker. Play Sonic 1029.